Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Our podcast takes you to art scenes at the center and fringe of the global stage. Miami, Florida became our home base in 2013. We jumped at the chance to begin amplifying more voices from the very nearby Caribbean. Today's story is part of our Puerto Rico Rising series, episodes that introduce the island's radical leaders, resilient artists, and resistance to foreign fantasies. Islands in the region still struggle with vestiges of colonial rule that began in the 15th century. Outside investments in tourism have had the effect of disenfranchising locals and fragmenting creative communities. Contemporary art curator Marina Reyes-Franco has a lot to say on this subject. We met in 2018 when she presented her research on the visitor economy at Tilting Axis, a gathering of curators and artists working in the Caribbean. In 2019, we head to Puerto Rico for the opening of Resisting Paradise, an exhibition Reyes Franco organized with the support of Apex Art New York. She invited artists Lesho Johnson, Deborah Ansinger, and Juari Minaya to show work engaging at the intersection of tourism, sexuality, gender, music, and the internet. The exhibition took place in Espacio Publica, a newly established culture space. In the Santurce district of San Juan, co-founder Naima Rodriguez shares her vision for this venture. Tell me what motivated you to establish this space. This is an independent initiative to have a space that will be like an oasis for creative without struggling with the idea of selling the art to expose. So I want to make residents of cultural agents that could program all the month with activities. In 2021, Publica organizers continue their commitment to community. Recently announcing a project grant for transdisciplinary artists, managers, and collectives. And a street fair that offers a market, workshops, talks, exhibitions, and films to support artists working with recycled and upcycled materials. I have a lot of friends that are artists. They are always struggling with the rents and with their materials their, because Puerto Rico have very little help for the artists. <laughs> so I want to feel part of the cultural movement, helping them with what I know. I'm an administrator. I study business and law in the law school, so I, I want to put my knowledge to help the artists. In Resisting Paradise, Marina Reyes-Franco continues to spark a dialogue around the Caribbean's shared histories of invasion and slavery and the economic exploitation of natural resources that continues to translate into the commodification of culture. 
I proposed this exhibition to Apex Art because they have two open calls a year. One open call is for commissioned exhibitions that happen in their gallery space in New York City, and then they have this open call for exhibitions anywhere in the world but New York, which I think is fantastic. I thought that it was a great opportunity to present the second iteration of my research into how tourism affects cultural production in the region and the imagining of the tropics. These ideas and images are conjured up by ideas of paradise. Because intra-Caribbean travel is so expensive and so rare and, and especially like fostering relationships between countries that don't speak the same language is kind of hard. We don't often see art from the Anglo-Caribbean, we don't often see art from the French Caribbean. There are relationships that need to be purposely fostered. It doesn't happen naturally, unless you're rich and have a boat and, and go to the islitas, or little islands, what they call them. For a normal person, it's not very easy to navigate the region. Let's talk about the theme for this show. Its title is Resisting Paradise. What do you want to say with the work you selected? It's based on Angelique V. Nixon's book, Resisting Paradise. During this whole time, I've been looking at two books in particular, like Krista Thompson's An Eye for the Tropics. It's a blueprint for how to approach images produced in the Caribbean or anywhere exotic, how those images are like marketed, how places are marketed, and the development of national branding, but also how images from the past are meant to look real and historical and accurate. Many of the artists that, I, that I'm interested in are also looking at her book a lot and entering dialogues and even doing research. For example, Sofia Galliza in, in that exhibition that we did in Berlin, she made a piece that was specifically speaking about the glass magic lantern slides that she learned about from this book. And there is now like a direct influence as well. Also, that's something that I wanted to do, to like have an ongoing active conversation that would provoke works. And your interest in thinking about art in relation to the visitor economy is core to your practice. Well, it arises from my anger at seeing the transformation of Old San Juan, because I grew up there and now it's like an open-air Airbnb. And it feels very awkward and, and it's like completely fabricated, it's like a backdrop for you know, Instagram photos. I was super angry while I was living there and it made me very unhappy and I just decided that I needed to do something positive, something creative, something that would make other people think and reflect on the changes that we were seeing, not only aesthetically, but in terms of real consequences for displacement, erasures of history, and real economic consequences that have to do with the people that are being incentivized to move here and replace us and the bunch of Puerto Ricans that need to leave and are then somehow resented by the people that stay. There are many layers there, many layers. The work that's on view here has a particular point of view with relation to the visitor economy, the body. Yes, very important. It's like when people are consumed as well or exploited like natural resources. It's like there is self-exploitation because you're catering to another gaze or there is like just straight up sex tourism. Lay Show is like using images that were created about plantations and Deborah, in, in general in her work, she's referencing the plantation as the birthplace of contemporary society. So 
there is this relationship between territory, bodies, and how both are exploited. Lesho Johnson came into view for the first time at the 2017 Third Horizon Film Festival in Miami. That was the year he began to bring his street art inside. In 2019, he flew from Chicago to install his work in Resisting Paradise. That's where he was living to complete his MFA at the School of the Art Institute. What I've done is I've redrawn paintings that were done, say, early 16th to 17th century. All of them were like depicting the Caribbean space in a particular way. Some have never visited the space, some are through stories. The artists you've appropriated here are all European artists representing the Caribbean yep. without having necessarily been there. Exactly that, yeah. Like even in this one, it's supposed to depict a slave beating another slave, but ironically the original painting was like shown first in Europe and it was shunned because they were like, oh, this is inhumane. But it's that kind of shielding. It's the idea that the areas that were experiencing modernism started to see humanity differently, but they didn't understand how most of the modern amenities that they were experiencing or indulging in were like sugar that were coming from the Caribbean that were slave-grown manufacturing process, you know? That narrative for me is just a special one that I needed to kind of redo in my own way, remix. Especially because it's my own history and I'm trying to take control of that. You've inserted your drawings on top yeah. of these historic reference points. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I call them avatars. So like it's variations of like African dance and folklore and body expression. So the character is an element of resistance. It's an element of going against the grain, messing up the expected, messing up the, the picturesque. It's the way of kind of blowing up the human element beyond the importance of the land itself because the land in colonialism is more important than the body or in certain instances the body is equivalent to land and so I'm trying to say that as a person I'm important or even more important than the land. You've cut it away and painted the wall. There are multiple ways of me inserting the character in the images. So for example, this one, it is on the surface, it's inside the image, and I use the style of etching. So how I render the character, it becomes a part of it. In some instances, the character is a knockout. This is a version of the character, it's a huge version of the character. Oh, it's, it's so big we only yeah. see a piece of it. Right. Each one is a different story, and it's a different situation like this is actually slaves running away from a plantation and that's why they're like their dogs attacking them I see. and like this one is like cane cutting and this one is a, a beating and that one is a walk in the country a walk to market so it's like taking these kind of happenings these occurrences and reappropriating them in a new way they're everyday occurrences that you're pulling out most of them are stories that were depicted through artists' understanding of the story. So my idea is I'm going to take what they've done and interfere with it where I'm distorting it in my own way. So it's distorting history from a distorted history. You know what I mean? Why do you think you were selected for this particular exhibition, this theme of resisting paradise? Probably because 
how I see paradise isn't the same way how everyone else sees paradise. Like I was born in paradise, quote unquote, but you don't feel paradise. You don't feel this kind of fairy tale, clear aquamarine water washing over you, having a coconut under tree. It's more like it's a fight for survival constantly every day, really. That's really what it is. So I want to think that paradise is a fictional space. That's what I see. From the Dominican Republic, Joari Minaya mines representations of the Caribbean that are exotic and obedient to foreign fantasies. This installation is called Hashtag Dominican Women Google Search altogether. In 2014, I did the Google search and I was interested in, in the results and in how there was little diversity or variety. It was a number of women posing essentially to the camera against a backdrop of either nature or urban landscape. I took those images and I started cutting up uh, parts of the images that ended up being kind of a pattern of flesh, parts of the body that were exposed. So you have like an arm, a leg, boobs, a face. And I started printing those on human scale. So a face is the, the, the size of a face in real life. And I printed them on Sintra board, which is a, a type of like compressed PVC. And on the other side, I covered them with a tropical printed fabric. But when I started printing them and making them in this form, the pixels started to become more notorious because I was taking 72 DPI images and printing them at a scale that they were not taken for. I thought it was an interesting aspect of the work because it reinforced the way that these images are distributed and navigate, but also the degradation of the image in a literal and metaphorical sense. There's watermarks on the images of the websites where the photos come from, and actually a lot of photos come from online catalogs for men that want to date a Dominican woman on their vacation. And I was thrifting tropical shirts, trying to point at the consumer along with the consumed image. So what you see is a lot of these pieces that are hanging in a space of 20, 25 feet long by four feet wide. So you can walk around it. It's almost like an island of information. Yeah, some people describe it as an air collage because it's different parts. They're all hanging and as you move around the installation, because the body parts are hung to the height that the body part would be. So like the faces are on eye height and legs are on the height of the leg. Different bodies are being constantly recombined as you walk around it or as the pieces spin around themselves because they're hung from one point, so they're constantly slowly spinning. I was interested in this relationship between brown and black bodies and the landscape. So the kind of tropical foliage representation in these tropical shirts are speaking to that. As the pieces of bodies turn around, they're constantly recombining among themselves, but also with extracted parts of the landscape that are repeated to form these patterns. So it's about a fragmented and cliched mm -hmm. identity. Right. How do you see your work fitting in the concepts that Marina has chosen for this exhibition? It's like a more literal incarnation of, of her concepts, because it's literally bodies and landscape being commodified or commoditized. 
for the consumer or the viewer, but also regurgitated in a way that I think is self-aware and that it's trying to bring that awareness in the viewer as well and trying to, to place you as part of the system. In 2019, Juari Minaya began expanding the practice she calls cloaking in response to public calls to remove Confederate statues and memorials from sites around the United States. She shrouded statues of Ponce de Leon and Christopher Columbus in Miami. In early 2021, Minaya took her idea home to the Dominican Republic, where she cloaked another statue of Columbus in Santo Domingo. This is the Fresh Art International Podcast. Our conversations with Culture Space founder Naima Rodriguez, artist Dwari Minaya, Leisho Johnson, and curator Marina Reyes-Franco, reach past Puerto Rico. They illuminate the growing strength of energy, art, and ideas coming out of the Caribbean. If you like what you're hearing, Please take a few minutes to rate and subscribe to our podcast anywhere you go to listen. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation, Locust Projects, and the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, and listeners like you make Fresh Art International possible. Visit our site to learn more and explore the podcast archive we've been building since 2011. While you're there, sign up for our latest news and give a donation to support these stories. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.